0: And welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode 80, and we have a special one coming to you today because we will be discussing different music scenes in different countries and cultures, as well as touching on some different styles of pop music around the world. And I think it's very safe to say this episode is definitely near and dear to my and my co-hosts' heart, since we are both avid music lovers. And uh, we're looking forward to discussing some different aspects of different styles of music and hope that all of you will learn a couple new things about music in some different countries and cultures today. So it should be fun. We hope you enjoy. And without further ado, my buddy, my pal, my dude, my man with the plan, my buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared?
1: Hello, Chad. Hello, friends, everyone out there in podcast sphere. How are you? Oh, that's great. I'm good, too. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 82, or 80. Jesus Christ. Welcome to episode 80. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I just got so excited by my own uh, intro that I lost track of <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Pleasure uh, uh, <laughs> all Follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Uh, and I tweet things. I tweet our episodes. I tweet uh, songs of the pod. You can follow us there. Uh, or you can follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. We have a uh, social media influencer, Don, who did something once. So there's that. Uh, we, you Shout can out also to Don. Email us uh, at UntranslatablePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell us your Untranslatables. Tell us, uh, give us some. Uh, another good thing you can email us is topic recommendations. Um, you know, Chad and I could think of topics all day, but we want to, you know, we like to hear from the people. And uh, you could do that. Or you could always spread a little love and give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, that would be great. Or just take your friend's phone when they're not looking, go to their podcast app, put in untranslatable podcast, subscribe, and put their phone down without them even knowing what happened. And then just, and then just disappear like some sort of ninja ghost. And then they're like, wow, I, this random podcast showed up on my, uh, on my phone, and I love it. Uh, but I have no idea where it came from. Do that. That's a good idea
0: was um, so, a great idea right there. I love it.
1: Chad, happy Teacher's Day. You know, you deserve Thank it. Thank you, buddy. You work hard. You're a good teacher. Your students love you. I love you. And uh, did you feel appreciated today on Teacher's Day?
0: Oh, there, there's no... I'm, yes, but there's... That means no. Let me say this. Um, Slipping on gator piss. I feel appreciative of my... Colleagues, not that I don't appreciate my students, but today was a normal day at school. And I see what you're saying, and I'm curious how many of my students actually knew it was Teachers' Day today, because I, because here's the thing: in the Czech Republic, it seems like they definitely will celebrate things, and and the students will usually say something or do something. You know, on on birthdays, it's common for people to come up and like shake your hand, wish you a happy birthday. Here in the Czech Republic, they might give you a kiss on the cheek or do the double cheek. Um, a couple Do you know people how to say also. Happy
1: birthday in Czech.
0: Všechno uh, nelepší, which actually means like uh, it's like all all better or all best, all the best, I guess. Uh, like alles Gutes. Alles guta, but yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Gutes. Alles guta. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so I, to be honest, because of my experiences with other holidays here, I figured it would be a bigger deal. Um, But in class, it was a normal day. I had a lot of fun with my students, though. We played some games. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to tell you, man, uh, one of my colleagues, she showed me she has these little tiny whiteboards. You know, they're like maybe, I don't know, like five inches by 10 inches or so. And so they're like erasable. You know, they're little tiny whiteboards. And so I've been experimenting with those in her classroom, and I love it. Mm. Today we played Taboo. Uh, So our topic was travel. So I would give them a place. And they would have to go into their groups and describe the place. And the first team that could describe the same place would hold up their little whiteboard with the name. And if they got it first, they got a point. And the students went crazy. Yeah, that sounds like fun. (laughs) And the the cool thing about it was I always love it when I have some type of game with my students where there's movement involved. And you know when they're into it, when they're like full on sprinting.
1: Right. And they were straight up.
0: I'd I'd be like, all right, the location is Toronto. And then they look at me and I'd be like, Go and they just run. <laughs> it was hilarious. Wait, so
1: they have to explain Toronto, like they have to give uh, clues. For, exactly. So, for Toronto. Exactly.
0: So, for example, if Toronto was the place, I told them they're not. Obviously, not allowed to say the name of the place. And in the beginning, I told them as well to make it more difficult. You can't say the country. Okay. So they would be like, you know, it's in a, it's in a place in North America. You could say the continent. That was allowed. Right. right. You know, it's in a place in North America. It's near waterfalls. There's a professional hockey team there, uh, oh, which is a uh, maple leaf. <laughs> Buffalo, the students obviously. did great, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I do have to say, so I feel incredibly lucky um, and very fortunate to be surrounded by such great colleagues and also great students. You know, I, I don't mean to, you know, bad talk them or anything because I guess in my head I was just too biased from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured... There would be some, you know, maybe in the beginning of class they'd say something or, you know, who knows. But like I said, I'm not sure how – I have no idea if any of them were aware today was Teacher's Day. Um, I have no idea when Teacher's Day is in
1: uh, in the U.S. To be honest with you, I – don't well, know I, if we have one. We have Teacher Appreciation Week because okay. when you – I saw on your Facebook that it was Teacher's Day uh, earlier today. And I just assumed that it was Teacher's Day. I, so I typed in Teacher's Day on, in, in Google and it said like May something to something. It's okay. Teacher's Appreciation Week. And I was like, huh. And so then I had to do Teachers Day, Czech Republic, and I was like, "Ah, oh, go. I got you." But really. yeah, um, I, there is Teacher Appreciation Week, so you just never, you know. I just don't think anyone appreciates teachers enough. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was.
0: It was funny. I was actually Facetiming my dad yesterday, and we were talking about that. Um, and it's always funny, dude. I I love Facetiming my dad because, well, one, I enjoy talking to him, but two, is it it's a pointing at that his chest kind of- or something. No it's, no, it's pointing at his, like, mustache and up his nose and <laughs> then the ceiling. So, you know, and, and the funny thing is, too, um, you can see yourself when you FaceTime. You know, it's right. like Skype where you have the little window. Yeah. So I wonder if he just doesn't look. And at this point, I FaceTime, you know, <laughs> with him a couple – more than a couple times – and at this point, it's like, I'm not even going to bother telling you because we've done right. this enough where you should know by now. And so I just take it how it is. Um, well, didn't I tell you about uh, over
1: Christmas when I didn't go home for Christmas this year? But I FaceTime with my family when they're opening gifts. And my dad, uh, who is good at, like knows how to work his phone very well, but uh, right. he, he'd be like uh, holding the phone. He'd be like, hey, look at Eileen's gift that she got. You like it? I was like, I don't know. It was the a chest, right? Or... Pointing at your elbow or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, have it like face, he'd have it like pointed right at like my cousin or whatever, but he'd be like, yeah, but it's facing you. It's not the other camera.
0: You got to right. switch it. He's like, I don't know how to switch it. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. I saw, I saw this. I show sometimes I show my more advanced students like funny videos, right? Mm. And a really, really popular uh, set of videos are the funny tweets by Jimmy Fallon on his like late night show. Mm. And there was one called hash, excuse me, called hashtag vacation fail or worst vacation ever. And this one person tweeted out that their dad was on vacation with them. And he, t- he was the one responsible for taking all the pictures for their trip. And they got the photos back. This must have been back before it was digital cameras and you had to get them developed. Mm-hmm. There was like 70 pictures of his eyeball. <laughs> So he just literally (laughs) had the the... camera go the wrong way (laughs) on his eyeball.
1: I love also the image of him like putting the iPhone up to his face. As if it were like a, a normal, like an old school camera.
0: <laughs> right. Well, no, dude. I think it was an old school camera because they got the pictures developed. Oh, so he was holding the camera just backwards, which I don't get because how do you <laughs> see out that way? Yeah. Yeah, I just
1: <laughs> I don't I even imagine, know. Oh my god, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah.
1: So. Or maybe it was like a I don't know. I I don't know how you couldn't see anything.
0: Right. Or maybe, yeah, who, who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe he was just knows.
1: seeing out of his other eye. Both eyes were open. He didn't even realize. Oh, good call. <laughs> good call. You're probably right. That might You're be You're probably it. right.
0: But um, I, I will say this, though, about Teacher's Day uh, before we change the topic. Um, I do think students here in general in the Czech Republic do appreciate education and their teachers. And they appreciate their. Well, I don't know if it's appreciation or just a cultural thing, but I've heard from a lot of students who say, oh, well... You know, I'm really sorry, my English isn't very good because I had a bad English teacher in primary school or whatever. <laughs> and I feel like in America, we we don't do that as much as they tend to do in the Czech Republic, where I think they put a lot of weight on how good they are in a subject based on their teachers, which in a in a way, it's a good thing. In a way, it's like they want to be engaged by their teacher and be challenged by their teacher, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, at, at the end of the day, you know, they may go to university and realize like... They're sitting in a lecture hall for four hours and, and, you know, they have to teach themselves the subject.
1: Right. I don't think we do that in the U.S. because um, even if you take a, a language for your entire, like, childhood from, say, first grade to – or, you know, third grade to the end of high school, it's still not really expected that you could speak it. No, no one – Right. I think if, if you were to come out and, uh, you know, start in, in starting college and tell someone you could speak it they'd still be impressed even, even though it's like, you took it all, all through school. So I think it's just different expectations on, on language. Also true. Yeah, I, I would agree. My but French think, is terrible and I took it longer right. than I took German.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, I think the other issue too is that, and I see this with older teachers in the Czech Republic, uh, it's the same thing in the US. The way they teach languages, it's not communicative. You know, it's, right. You're it's, learning it's all like just grammar and grammar and more grammar right and then some more grammar and so you know how are you going you know speaking a language is like anything it's it's a skill you have to develop you have to work on it you got to polish it you got to flex those mouth muscles and you got to do it (laughs) easy job slipping on gator (laughs) (laughs)
1: um did you hear about wow air no what happened well i got a Oh, my God. I can't believe it. it's been all over social media. I'm so glad you haven't heard about this. Don texted me this morning. Uh, his parents were in, were in Ireland uh, visiting mm-hmm. him and his girlfriend. And um, Don texted me this morning saying that uh, his parents' flight got canceled coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did their flight get canceled, every single WOW Air flight got canceled because they ceased to operate. They ceased operations this morning, today, what? <laughs> and it, they ceased operations and canceled every person's, like every flight is, has been canceled just overnight.
0: Wow. And, um, no way. That's crazy. So passenger,
1: like people all over the world have been stranded. This is, Wow Air, by the way, for the listeners that don't know, is an international airline owned by Icelandic Air. However, it's a it's low budget. dirt cheap. Even right. Dirt cheap. Apparently, a little too cheap. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. <laughs> no kidding. Because it closed overnight and there's, there was really no warning. You know, Don, his parents had a flight back this morning and they just woke up and they got an email saying, Your flight's been canceled because Wow Air ceased operations. And so there are, you know, obviously people at airports all over the world pissed off, yelling yep. at, yelling at uh, counter workers that uh, have nothing to do with it and can do nothing about it. And so does
0: that mean while wow, air, like, are they out of business?
1: What yeah, does that even mean? That's it. They're done. No longer wow. a company. And apparently it's not even guaranteed yet that all these people can get their money back.
0: Oh, no. That's horrendous. And I think it
1: depends on the style. I think it depends on if, like, how you file for bankruptcy or something. And then, okay. like, there, there might be some sort of class action lawsuit. But I don't know if, I don't know if you can just do a straight up refund. Hmm. And so yeah, Don that, said, I actually texted Don before we started. Let me see what he I, he said, but I kind of forgot. So I, I he texted me I texted him before he started asking him if his parents got a flight back, and he said yeah. um, he had to book a, another thousand dollar flight for them to go back, just Jeez. just just totally unrelated to their Wow Air flight. Oh no, and he said, that's awful. Um, Icelandic. Uh, oh, we couldn't get one discounted from Icelandic Air. They had round drop. Uh, they had round drop for. They dropped a round ticket. Or the wow. This is. I, I need to translate what he said. The Wow Air flight that they had bought was eight hundred uh, bucks uh, to get their Round trip. Mm-hmm. Right. He wrote it weird, and he had to book a completely <laughs> uh, separate one way trip for a thousand bucks for them to get back. Yeah, I believe it. So, That's uh, awful. Yeah. And so it's uh it's a, uh, it's uh, crazy, it's crazy that's that big. that could just happen like that, and and uh, I mean, but I guess if you have no money, what else is like if you can't pay anyone, then right. I guess that's how it has to happen. But I mean, you, I, I think it still is shitty because like. They knew, obviously they knew before that night that it was pretty close to the end. Like they knew right. at least months. before. You don't just cease operations <laughs> in 12 hours. Right. The people that were in the offices knew months beforehand that, that shit was hitting the fan.
0: Right. No kidding.
1: And they just kept it to themselves. And then all of a sudden they're like,
0: uh, we're done. We can't do it. That's awful. I don't even oh know how that happens. Yeah, me either. I would be, and you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. Um my uh, colleagues in the office had mentioned it wasn't wow, but it was a different airline that I don't know if they were going on strike or what they were doing, but a bu- same thing. bunch of people were stranded, were not able to get out of. And when they said that, I was like, shit, what if that happens to me in July when I try to fly back to Michigan? <laughs>
1: well, I mean, but and, you're not on some sort of timetable. Like, I mean, it's going to obviously it'll cost a lot of money, I guess. Right. But it's not like, like, uh, it's not like you have to go back for work or something like that. Right, but I want to go back and see my family and no, friends. It would still
0: be a shit show. Like you'd still right. don't want to go through that. Exactly. And and here's the thing: I'm <laughs> flying with Lufthansa, and my experience with them has always been good. But they have gone on strikes before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you been, I assume you don't have to worry about them going out of
0: business randomly. I, I would. I wouldn't think so. They seem to be. But I guess you can never things. You can never yeah. plan for a strike. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So I. I yeah. I, I, man, I'm just imagining myself at the airport right now when they're like, yeah, your flight's been canceled. And then it's like, (laughs) uh, um, what?
1: I was watching, I was watching videos on, on Twitter and stuff. And people were saying like, I like, uh, we have to go home. And it's like, so we just have to buy a flight that we can't like literally buy a flight that, you know, you can't afford. Right. Uh, especially with Wow Air. It's like, I got Wow Air because this is the cheapest option. And now exactly. I have to find a more expensive airline for a one-way trip that would be more expensive than my entire flight there and back. Exactly. And I might not exactly. get refunded.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, oh, that's horrendous. Well, we feel for all of you uh, poor Wow Air passengers who have been mm-hmm. stranded and mm-hmm. hope you get to your destination uh, quickly, safely, and hopefully relatively affordably.
1: Yeah, Yeah, let's uh, spread a little love and uh, pull up on this uh, negativity train.
0: Right, (laughs) I just Uh, picture all those people. Just I I can't even imagine what it looks like in the airports right now. People have got to be.
1: It's exactly what you think it is. People. I'm sure. There's one old dude. At least one of the videos I saw. (laughs) One old dude with a yellow vest on. It's just a bunch of people yelling in front of them. <laughs> and then there's one other, I assume, worker in the background saying uh-huh. that you guys like that just saying, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> right. right,
0: And you know what? I feel for those workers because it's not their fault. Right. They're just contracted you workers. Know? Right. They're like they exactly. don't really work for an airline. They're just they
1: work for the airport and they just go wherever, they, uh, wherever they, they're needed at a desk.
0: Right. Um, right. So, yeah. Um anyway, spreading love. so so I want to mention something as well though, Jared. Oh, excuse and, me. I'm uh, sorry. I'm jumping ha- the I gun. I have I have a random kind of a random idea for a potential really quick segment. Um and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Oh. This is and,
1: exciting. and
0: our and our listeners as well. Um I think it might be fun to do uh do some type of short segment called called it where you see something that's going to happen in the near future and you can kind of predict like, yeah, I like okay. called it like new. So I have a called it for today. <laughs> okay. um, so so as, as I'm sure some of our listeners know by now, and especially anyone who knows me personally or my father personally, we are not the biggest fans of our current president. And so my, my dad kept saying, well, oh, I on the
1: one w- hand, I think he's doing a great job.
0: and I, I really I, I appreciate knew it. His- <laughs> I'm surprised you're not wearing your Make American Greg again hat. I'm, we've gone great with your shirt, uh, matching colors. Jared's wearing red for those of you listening to uh. this and not watching on YouTube. And so anyways, so my dad kept saying, oh, just wait for the Mueller report. Just wait for the Mueller report. I kept telling him, look, I really don't th- like, yeah, OK, some of the guys oh, around man. him, you may you may even call them his cronies have gotten indicted, and ha- are going to face jail time. But I knew nothing would nothing's going to happen to Trump, I don't think. And so the Mueller report so has come out. And uh, so far, we haven't really heard too much about it. All I know about it is it's 300 pages long.
1: Oh, wait. So it has been released? Because there was that whole thing where they
0: were... Um... It, it hasn't been released to the public yet. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, right, 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 but right. I'm going to say called it, and I really don't think anything's going to happen to him. Called no. it.
1: I don't think I don't think I think he's gonna. I, I I'm at this point I'm nervous that he's gonna get reelected.
0: I uh, was saying the same thing <laughs> to my dad.
1: Yeah. I I, I I that's what I, I you know there I've seen a lot of people on social media and stuff get super excited like you know uh, especially uh, you know people opposing Trump like almost like oh come on come on come on and I'm just like you right. guys are it's like. It, you're wasting your time it's not going to happen it's not like right. it, it, even if it does come out i don't think it's going to it's not going to be some the scathing report people right. hope or expect it to be right. and it's not going it's and it's I, I don't know he's he's brushed so much st- stuff off at this point right um and he's has such, he does such a good job of hiring people in in, in the sense that it's almost inevitable that these people that he hire will get thrown under the bus by him at some point.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, and the, and the other crazy thing about it, too, is he's gotten away with more than any president in the history of the United States. Now, I know for our listeners out there who live in Europe and other countries, you know, the United States is a fairly young country, so we don't have as much to draw from in terms of presidents. He's what, President 40, he's the 45th, right? Yep. Isn't that right? Yep. And so... So yeah, so so like my dad just kept saying that and I was like I was like you're getting your hopes up too much. Like you're expecting yeah. too much out of this report. Um and 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 so yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um I'm yeah, I I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, Jared. I think he could get reelected in 2020 if yeah. he runs or like No, he's running. I I think he's definitely running. Right. And so the, so you yeah. on
1: this dude, he I, there's no way he wouldn't. Right.
0: I think so it's already a,
1: a given, though. I feel like he's already – I feel like it's already been uh, – I think it's a given that he would. But, but yeah, that's what I'm more concerned about. Right. I don't, yeah. Uh, man, I don't – I'm not, not well-informed enough to talk politics, but I'm also right. concerned about the his, like his, state of our uh, country.
0: Opposi- no. Well, yeah, obviously.
1: I mean his potential opposition as far as people
0: running against him. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? But I think <laughs> that might be a fun segment for the future, a called it segment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you don't when when you're too nice to say I told you so to someone's face, bring it to the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Parada. Well, Jared, I think it's time that we spread a little love. I'm with you. I'm with
0: you. All right. So, let's do it. You go first cuz I only have one. All right. I only have two. So, my first one goes out to one moment, here let me pull it up. Uh, my first one goes out to the Governor of Puerto Rico, Ricardo Roseo uh, who issued an executive order banning the use of gay conversion therapy on minors, and I think this is a big problem in the United States. That we have a lot of religious parents who will send their their gay children to these conversion therapy camps. A lot of them are like church camps of some sort. And uh, and look, here's the thing. Um, I'm I'm of the belief that. Uh, if you if you are gay, I personally don't think it's a choice, because I I've, I I always ask people this the same question. I go, okay, when they say, well, being gay is a choice. I go, okay, so when did you wake up and when did you consciously decide if you're a man I I like women or if you're a woman I like men? You right. know, I never I never woke up and it was like a conscious decision of. Oh yeah, I think today I'm gonna be with women. Oh, I think tomorrow maybe I'll be with some dudes. Like that's not how it works, <laughs> you know. And like for that's some why people, I she is, but <laughs> well, well, <laughs> that's that, called bisexual. Yeah. But um, exactly. And so, so actually, yeah. So I think
1: go ahead. There was a comedian that ha- that actually got in trouble for a joke about that. Uh, I don't, I, I, don't think it was a trouble, a joke worth getting in, tr- in trouble about. I actually think it was a very. Uh, I don't want to say woke but a very aware joke. He was uh-huh. saying that his name was I think Nimesh Patel. He was say he got in trouble at a college because he made a joke saying that um uh he doesn't think being gay is a choice because there are gay black people and why would people why would black people choose to be both gay and black because they're already being oppressed for being black. And right. so and so it was just I mean obviously he made it a joke and he, I'm sure he had punchline somewhere in there. Right. It was just it was just yeah it was just like <laughs> Um it's just like why would you it's it's just like a weird thing to
0: think that people would choose a life that is clearly more difficult also right right and and that's the thing. And so I think it's great that the Governor of Puerto Rico, um, who also he he said um, as a father uh, as a father, as a scientist and as a governor, I firmly believe that the idea that there are people in our society who need uh, treatment because of their gender identity, or whom they love is not only absurd, it is harmful to so many children and young adults who deserve to be treated with dignity and respect.
1: I got excited when I uh when I heard that uh he was a scientist. <laughs> right? I'm like For sure. oh, man, we should be hiring more of those.
0: Exactly. Uh so gay uh,
1: conversion, I just pulled up a map, is mm-hmm. banned in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it's eleven. Fifteen
0: states. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're right. Which states is Michigan on there? Nope. You can. You're free to (sighs) convert uh, your children in Michigan. (laughs) That's awful. What about Uh, Pennsylvania? Free to convert your children in Pennsylvania. Okay, man.
0: And and I just I just I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say because I'm not a very religious person. But I just why why can't you accept people for who they are? You know?
1: No, you. That's not. No, you're. That's not. Shouldn't be hard for a religious person to say because. They, I mean, they they do have this whole thing about love people as they are, and and they have a fucking song about come as you are, uh, meaning come as you are to church. So uh, oh, no, nah, really? I, I think that's that's. See, me as a Nirvana, uh, Nirvana fan, I thought of Nirvana. I didn't think of that <laughs> as a hymnal, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's 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 hypocrisy, and it's fear, and it's lack of shame. That's what it is. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. Well, Jared, let's,
0: uh, let's spread some more love. And let's do what you've got spread to, spread to say. Spread a little love. Well, okay. Our
1: <laughs> positive, the nose of the positivity train is firmly flying towards the ground right now. Because my okay. shout-out is more of a question to you is whether this should be a shout-out or not. Oh, no. Have okay, I'm of, curious to see. Have you heard of uh, the Reimann family? The, uh, excuse me. Reimann uh, familia. Nein. No. <laughs> it's one of the richest families in Germany. Billionaire family. They own okay. a, uh, a whole slew of companies. They own a holding. Some of the companies they own will blow your goddamn mind.
0: Okay, let's hear them.
1: Krispy Kreme Donuts. Okay. I think I may have heard this, but keep going. Keurig Coffee. Okay. Dr. Pepper. Uh, Panera Bread. There are many others, but those are some... Okay. Some it just shocked lights. me to hear that all these companies were owned by the They're Germans. These, Interesting. The, all these, yeah, all these companies were owned by the same German billionaire. Especially Krispy Kreme. <laughs> that really I blows know. my mind. That's like the most American thing out here. Right. Right. Uh, also, Dr Pepper. Uh, Dr Pepper was right. always kind of an enigma to me. I was like, where does that come from? Right. I, I, for know. the longest time, I thought Coke owned it. But no, right. some Would German billionaire company does. Um, so uh, turns out, I assume you know where this story is going. Uh, and they they. By apparently uh in internal invest investigation that they put on themselves in their their holding company, which I mm-hmm. believe is called I don't have it written down, but I believe it's called JB Holding, which okay. is like their kind of company that that's actually so they don't get in trouble for anything that legally goes down. Their company does. That's what that would be considered. And that's the company that owns all of those other companies. But this okay. rich German family owns that company. Um and so uh they did an internal investigation and found out, of, let, me, let me just read this properly. A quote, a family spokesperson said Albert Chaiman, Sr., who died in 1954, and Albert Chaiman, Albert Jr., who died in 1984, used Russian civilian prisoners and French prisoners of war as forced labor in their factories during the war and that they were anti-Semites and avowed supporters of Adolf Hitler. The family oh, expects geez. to publish a book next year that will detail the ties. So I found it interesting because they didn't have to; they did this themselves and they right. brought this out themselves. So my first thought when I was reading this was, I thought, I kind of wish, like, I kind of like this. I wish more, I wish more people in America would be uh, less ignorant to our past. And 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 right. you don't, you, you, I mean, you don't even have to go to this length, I guess. This is a little, uh, but like, you don't have to go this length, but just be more aware and recognize the truth in, in the horrors of our own history. Because I think there's a lot of right. uh, blissful ignorance about our, our own past here. Oh, way too much of it. Definitely. And so as I was reading it, I was like, I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But I I, I like that, that they didn't have to even put this out. Like they're doing this themselves and they're like, right. this is messed up. We're acknowledging that this was messed up. Then I read the next – then I kept reading the article and I saw okay. the sentence, the family expects to publish a book next year that will detail the ties. And I was like, oh, now this just feels gross. <laughs> right. And, and see, when just... you said that, I thought to myself, <laughs> it just sounds like they're trying to monetize their past. Exactly. It's like l- let's, let's find a way to admit to this before anyone else
0: could bring it up about us. Right. And use it as like some sort of weird marketing thing. Oh, that's a yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. Because it's like like there's an episode of The Office where Michael Scott like does that where he like tries to tell the news what happened with something going on at the office before it happened. So he mm-hmm. would be the one to say it, right? So you're Because I feel like then yeah, your name won't be dragged through the mud as harshly as right. if it's found out, you know? Because right. then you got to kind of backpedal and be yeah. like, And then the you know, story is not fully right when they uh, <laughs> right.
1: when they right. do that. So you're like trying to ex- re-explain an already terrible story and it's just like a, it turns
0: into a mess. Right. And I'm really curious how much money they'll pull in from that book because I guarantee you people are going to buy that. People yeah. will eat that up for sure. I mean, sure. they probably own their own publishing company. <laughs> Pro- probably.
1: So you know what? Uh, I'm glad I... Uh, we're not spreading any love on that.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. The Krispy Kreme uh, Publishing
1: Company. In it really does put a <laughs> d- really does put a damper on Krispy Kreme for me. Though I don't really, I haven't been a Panera in a long time, and I couldn't tell you the right. last time I had a Dr Pepper, or and I never have Keurig. I mean, I never have Krispy Kreme either. But what, it is like a staple, at least for me. Of it always reminds me of going to Louisiana, because my grandparents would always like buy a dozen of it. And, and they'd be like, oh, we're nice. not going to eat any of them. And I was like, all right, so you literally bought your grandson a dozen
0: glazed donuts. <laughs> right. You, <laughs> This is why I love coming here. <laughs> right, right. I mean, my parents do that when they go to the Dexter Bakery. I'll come home on the, you know, back when I was living in the States, I'd come home, there, there'd be a box of a dozen donuts. I, they'd eat some of them, but uh, right. I feel you. And that's, yeah, I, I would say that that's sadly maybe not worth spreading the love. <clears throat> I mean... Like I said, I do like the fact, like you said, you can you can view this as either accountability, them, them exactly accountability, them them trying to, um, but at the same time, you could also view it as them, like you said, trying to kind of, you know, douse the fire before it turns into a you know <laughs> exactly. a, a full blaze, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And I'm right, sure they're have?
1: gonna, I'm sure they're gonna like donate like you know like a couple million to something or something. Probably.
0: Probably. Um, it sounds like they got some money they can toss around. All right. I have one yeah. more shout out for you, Jared. They're not Wow hair. My aware. shout out goes to... <laughs> yeah, not Wow <wild laughs> Um Actually, you know what? I have two shout outs, but I'll All start right. with this one. My first shout Spread out goes out to love. a 19-year-old uh, freshman at the University of West Georgia named Joshua Carraway. <laughs> so he spent uh, spring break in Florida, and you know what he did? He cleaned up the beaches while he was there on vacation. And he said, I quote, we need to keep the beach clean. Even though I'm I'm on vacation, I can still help out. And he wanted to make sure that he would not leave the place worse than he had found it. And I wish we had more young people (laughs) in the States. What (laughs) a (laughs) nerd. I wish wish we had people in the States that had this mindset. Because honestly, man, I think... um, not even the U.S., but in the entire world, we'd have such a cleaner place. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I can only
1: imagine what um, those beaches look like. Like oh, uh, after spring break, it's got to be yeah. ugly. Yeah, it's filled with bottles and, and trash and stuff. I can only imagine what
0: they look like. Probably cigarette butts too. And oh just yeah, nastiness. yeah, everything. Cup condoms, condoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, definitely. Oh yep. god.
1: A bunch of stuff that is just gonna end up in a fish's stomach, dude. I hate seeing those pictures. Every now and again, I stumble upon those pictures on like Instagram or something. Right. Where it's like they cut open a duck, and it looks like a like the like a aisle in a grocery store in there, and it's like, geez. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It really is. Shout okay. out to that kid. Right. Uh, and my last shout out goes out to, as you could probably guess, Jared. Since today we are recording, it is Teachers' Day. My last shout out goes out to all of the teachers that make a positive impact on students' lives, help their colleagues, and uh, really want to try to make the world a better place through education. So thank you all so much. I wouldn't be here where I am without you. I'm sure Jared wouldn't be either. Spread a little love. So we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. No, I guess I probably wouldn't be either. You're probably right. (laughs) 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 Sure, sure. No, no, no. For sure. Also, you're my favorite teacher, by the way. You're my Thanks, greatest buddy. and favorite teacher.
0: Appreciate it.
1: Uh, but more importantly, my, the untranslatable owl is telling me to shut up.
0: That's because true. it's untranslatable it's time. time. Yeah. Well, Jared, I only have one, so it's up to you how we want to sparse this I'll out. I'll go
1: first. I have two. Sweet. My first one is Zulu, and nice. it goes, Unebe, uneb hungan ekanda. and it literally means he has a beetle in his
0: head. Is that like being an airhead? No. No, it's not. Can you give me an example?
1: Um, Your dad might say that Donald Trump has a beetle in his head.
0: So you're like stupid. Like a head full of rocks.
1: Oh, that means you're crazy you are crazy!
0: Aha! Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that makes sense. I think if I had a beetle in my head, I would probably go crazy. <laughs> Dude, yeah. People talk about how there are actually stories similar to that, where people get
1: insects stuck Spiders in like, far or, yeah, back insects. in their ear, and uh-huh. they like hear weird noises and they think they're going crazy, and then it finds right. out that they've had a you know a spider or like a, some sort Ugh. of weird insect living in your ear that gives for me the creak months. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I regret
0: bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. All right. My my only untranslatable is Czech. And also mm-hmm. another shout out to my friend Pavlina. She's the one who provided me with the last Czech one. And I have Speaking to say, of
1: Pavlina, yeah. you last before you say whatever you're about to say, you so conveniently waited until we turned off all of the recordings to mention something that Pavlina said about my Czech.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, so Pavlina mentioned <laughs> that she was very impressed by uh, your memory and ability yeah, to recall mm-hmm. Czech words. It's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that. I was actually going to mention that when we were going to do Czech word of the pod today, but that's oh, all right. okay. A little, a little early shout out. <laughs> that you hasn't left my Jade's mind. <laughs> right. Well, good. And honestly, man, that encouragement is always good. Like, uh, yeah. like when, I, when I, I've been encouraged a couple times when I try to speak Czech and it always gives me a huge boost of confidence. So anyways, other than telling you Czech untranslatables, of course. So this one is which means um, to take pride in someone else's feathers. Mm.
1: Oh, just to take a uh, take credit for other people's accomplishments. With that ham horn. Yeah, Hit that's that a, that's horn. a great way to say it too. Or it's like there's like a, um, a peacock next to you and you're like a pigeon. You're like, check that out. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's dope, isn't it? <laughs> oh, for sure. Definitely. Uh, uh, My next one is Indonesian. And this is, you know, I was feeling a little uh, like torture. So this is extra long for oh, some nice. reason. Kasi ibu sepanjang masa kasi anak sepanjangala. And that literally means a mother's love is as long as time, but child's love is as long as would stick. Can, can you give that to me one more time? A mother's love is as long as time, but child's love is as long as a would stick. They just say wood stick, but I would probably put an A in there
0: Okay, in, in, in parentheses, a would stick. Okay. Huh. Can you give me an example?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm excited um, to hear this example just, just
0: by your, your <laughs> laugh and your facial expression. I'm trying to think how
1: I'm going to do this because I don't want to uh, – I got to think how I going to do this. I know exactly what I would say. But, uh, okay. Um, so you uh, – Many years ago, we'll say hypothetically, you're in a relationship, and uh, you you get you get your heart broken, and you run mm-hmm. you run uh you run to your mom and you say, "This girl broke my heart," and she says, "Oh, chatty waddy, uh, a mother's <laughs> love is as long as time,
0: but child's love is as long as wood stick." Uh huh. So it basically just means, um. You you go to your parents when you when you need them, whereas you know your parents are always there for you.
1: Yeah, it just means a mother's love lasts forever, right? And that a child doesn't really know what love means. Yeah, which I think it, I don't know about you, but I could definitely relate to that. And not I, right. I don't know like all my past relationships. Every time I, I leave one, I'm like I don't think I really know what it means. <laughs> like what it means to be in love. Actually, right. I don't I don't think I right. know what that means. <laughs>
0: wasn't, didn't you give me an untranslatable last, last episode or the episode before like a hundred was like a hundred fathers can support, oh, yeah. right? That was from Nino. It was Sicilian.
1: That's it right. Was, so it was
0: last episode.
1: Yeah. It was a hundred fathers. Can, I'm trying to see if I can
0: pull it up quick, but it was like a uh, hundred fathers or, 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 or no. One father can support a hundred children, but a hundred children can't support one father. Right. There you go.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: Parada. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, which okay. is a similar concept, you know. I, I'm I'm out here. I you you, you you're you your uh your personality is, is contagious
0: and I'm trying spread to spread a little love. So what can I say? I like it. I like it. Well good good work, buddy. That was an interesting untranslatable mm-hmm. yeah, I agree Thank with you. you. I love love is a complicated thing, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um you know one thing I love Mm-hmm. that's not complicated. almost more than anything else it's not complicated exactly <laughs> well music, music and different music around the world so let's talk mm-hmm. about it
1: yeah first i want to i want to list off some of my favorite music cities that i've been to oh sweet sounds good number one on that list it, this is my own personal list of places i've experienced so mm-hmm. people could say oh what are you talking about my number right. one is by far new orleans you you have to wear those earmuffs that people wear at airports to avoid music in new orleans <laughs> okay there is uh music everywhere so there's not only music on the street all over the place but there's also um there's also all sorts of different live music venues so there's obviously a whole bunch of different jazz and blues venues but there's mm-hmm. then you can find cover bands everywhere you can find um you can find uh, like rock rock m- venues and like in uh-huh. bars and stuff. So there's just everything. And um, another thing about New Orleans is it has everything, but also the quote unquote New Orleans music has a very distinct sound to it. Are you talking it,
0: Dixieland or Dixie music? Uh,
1: probably not. I can't imagine uh, uh, Dixie music. What is that? <laughs>
0: um, hold up.
1: That sounds like something that. Uh, no one in my
0: family would ever listen to. <laughs>
1: Spin your horsey around yeah, yeah, and Dixieland.
0: round. What's Dixieland? Hold up, hold up. I'm I'm looking it up. You continue. Um, so right <laughs> here, Dixieland, sometimes referred to as hot jazz or traditional jazz is a style of jazz based on the music that developed in New Orleans at the start of the 20th century. Then yes, I am talking about that. One of the first to use the term Dixieland was a reference to the music was in the name of the original Dixieland jazz band, which shortly changed the spelling of its name to the original. Nope. Okay. That's the same thing. Um, So there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Dixieland. Okay. And you made me doubt myself. I thought I knew this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Slip it on. I've, I've
1: never heard that before. Yeah, uh, but uh, all right. Well, hey, we you learn something new every day. But yeah, New That's Orleans right. is probably one of my top music cities. Um, I've uh, every time I've been there, I've either purposely gone to some place or stumbled upon some place that I've ended up staying in way longer than I expected because there was some mm-hmm. amazing dude. For my sister, my sisters had a wedding in uh, New Orleans a couple months ago. Uh, refer to our on the road again. Your wi- Wi-Fi, by the way, is particularly terrible today, just so you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you're, you're like a goddamn robot over there. Um, um, which is, uh, so my sister's wedding was in New Orleans. And um, chat, uh, I'm so bad at names. <laughs> Brad <laughs> and I um, stum- stumbled into just a random uh, restaurant slash bar, mainly mm-hmm. because we were actually hungry that's why we went there and we ended up staying there for way longer than we expected because there was a there was a live uh, actually pretty big stage and there was oh, a dude cool. that was playing some dixieland music however he had some other band people with him he was the lead trumpet and saxophonist all with his mouth
0: okay wow he was
1: like imitate and it was very convincing too it was awesome. imitating like saxophones and trumpets with his mouth and doing, like, full solos and stuff, and we were uh, in a trance. So that- I, be- I
0: believe it. That would be a weird party trick, wouldn't it? Just be like, yeah. hold <laughs> up, let me pull my saxophone. <laughs> oh, uh, is so that a trumpet? Was- hold up. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, you've never been to New Orleans, have you? Not yet. There's- when you're done with this, I have a bucket list of music cities I want to visit, but I'll let you continue. Number two uh,
1: is Vienna. Obviously, a very different scene than New Orleans as far as the genre right. of music, but much like, much like New Orleans in Vienna, you you can't like it's it's hard to to like you can't miss like it's hard to not find a a, a cheap opera or symphony or something to go to because right. there there are a couple uh, theaters, but the two main ones are both off of major lines. Mm-hmm. and tickets are can be as cheap as three euro if you get standing right. room right so uh it's very it's very accessible like new orleans but in a different way <laughs> right uh so it, very accessible and uh they are there's it, they're very proud of it also in the sense that um they really nurture that that music scene where you can go to like you know when we were there we went to all these different um all these different composers houses that there were, or right. apartment no, they're all apartments there were none of our houses and it's just, obviously, they have the history and the museums and stuff. So it's just very well-preserved. Uh, it's very
0: well-preserved in Vienna. And it seems oh, to be taken
1: very seriously
0: by people of all ages. Yeah, I, I would agree. A couple tips, though, for our listeners out there who plan on going to Vienna to listen to music. One, if you're going to a place where there's standing room, I would get there early. Hour and a half to two hours before the show, depending on the show. Um, number right. two... Most people tend to dress up at these types of concerts. I've been to some concerts in the Czech Republic, and it's the same. You wear—I wore a suit and a tie for every more formal concert I went to here. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I've only been to three of them here that were more formal in the Czech Republic. But everybody was wearing a suit and tie and women were wearing, you know, nicer, like in, like, what's the right term? Just a dress, ballroom dress? I don't know what the right term. I mean, term is. I don't know what
1: they were wearing. I wasn't there, so.
0: <laughs> like a dress or a, ball, a ballroom dress or ballroom gown. Summer skirts. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> sundress. Halter uh, tops. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, um, what, I'm
0: curious, Jared, what were some of the concerts you saw back in the day in Vienna?
1: I believe Fidelio was one of them. Yep. Yep. Zauberflute. Uh,
0: Yep, the Magic Flute. Saw that one as uh, well.
1: Was there something involving mice? Three mice, mice or something like that? Mice, Mouse, mice. I don't know. I have no idea. Those were, well, oh, then I saw one with my family that I actually didn't like. It was kind of boring. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. Uh, but I, when I was a kid, my parents used to take us to like symphonies and stuff in Detroit. That's uh, cool, though. Trying to culture us up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's great yeah um, another one on the list is Chicago,
0: oh, for sure, hands down
1: Chicago, much like. Not, it's a little different than New Orleans because Chicago is gigantic. So it is actually – you do have to kind of know where you're going. You can't just stumble – I mean, right. you can't stumble right. into cool places, but it's a little bit or harder. buddy just.
0: guy playing a live concert exactly. at the uh, – <laughs> What was it, like Shellfish
1: Fest or something like that? I think like it that? was like – yeah, it was like Oyster Fest or something like that. Oyster Fest, at, <laughs> that's right. And it was just at this so – so Chad and I were in Chicago together one time. We went a couple times because it was close to where uh, we uh, went to school. And um, – and we were just walking to go to... We were just walking around. I don't know where we were going, but we stumbled upon uh, the stage, and we're like, is that... And we're, and we're like, you're like, hold on. That sounds like Buddy Guy. Mm-hmm. And he was performing on stage, and he was at... So it was like in this lot, sort of empty lot that I assume, obviously, right. the Oyster Fest rented out. And right. they were putting on a Fest, and Buddy Guy was the headliner, and he was putting on a show. And uh, we, I think... Arguably had better seats than some of the people that had paid – because we didn't get in because you had to pay to right. get in. But we right. were standing behind it, uh, mm-hmm. like behind the stage. So we were uh, stage like right. Kind of above. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Stage right and above because we were on a bridge. And
0: we stood there for like 20 or 30 minutes and watched the perform. <laughs> yeah. Chicago is an amazing music city, especially – I think there is still – and also speaking of Buddy Guy, he has a blues club there called Buddy Guy's Legends. Okay. And I think I think the sad thing about some of these different forms of music, depending on where you live, they're somewhat dying out a little bit. But I think in Chicago, there's still a bit of a blue scene. Um, yes,
1: I, I I have been to a few cool. I, I I I mean, one of them was called House of Blues. I know that. <laughs> right. But like, uh, I don't remember some of the names of them because it's been a couple of years. But I have been to a few cool bars, and they all do seem to lean. Towards blues for sure. Not all. I mean, all the ones I've, I remember right. going to, I'm not right. saying all of them, but all the ones I remember going to, but I think that, I mean, Chicago's kind of like, is it not sort of the epicenter of blues in the North?
0: Oh, for sure. Definitely.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it make, makes doubt. sense that if the scene's going to live on anywhere, it we'll would be there, which is good because right. Chicago's a giant city. And so mm-hmm. I like Chicago, you know, I've, I've i love the, the bars, the, the blues bars. And we saw Buddy Guy there, which is Chicago's also Buddy Guy city, isn't it?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: um, another one on the list is Philadelphia. Obviously, I live here, so uh, I have a lot of exposure to stuff. But Philadelphia is a very like ar- like a musically artistic city. I think. Oh, cool! And um, I've been to a lot of cool, um, not a lot, but I've been to. No, I say not a lot because there are a couple that I like to go to. So I told you about when I went to Time when, when Brad was here. And we would have mm-hmm. stayed longer if we hadn't drank so much. <laughs> um, and <then laughs> there's one right down the street for me that I actually haven't been to in a while. And I was considering going to yesterday just to do some pre-episode uh, um, – recon but i got Mm -hmm. piano lessons and i got home and i just didn't feel like leaving once i got home but uh there's a place called heritage right down the street for me Mm -hmm. that uh always has that always has live music uh i think maybe seven days a week if not five days a week um and i love going to that place and there are a lot of um also there as i have mentioned i also do the chamber concerts but i'm not Mm -hmm. the and i've also mentioned that the that one woman that I met through my piano teacher does chamber concert, like not chamber concerts, but she goes to concerts like that in Philly, which is more less classical music and more, um, you know, more uh, music for people. I don't want to say for people our age, but more like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like. Uh, I don't know. You tell <clears throat> me. Is this younger people music? More I don't contemporary know. Contemporary music. Thank maybe? you. Yes, that's the right word for it. I'm trying not to be an ageist anymore after that one episode we did. <laughs> right, that's true. It's more contemporary music. And, mm-hmm. um, and they also bring like art pieces and stuff that they'll sell uh, uh, during, during that. And I, I've never, I, I never got in contact with her after that, so I don't, I've never heard anything about it. And I, I, guess, I guess it's on me to ask my piano teacher for her contact information, but right. uh, you know me. By the yeah. way, I still, you know, now that I'm back, I was just thinking the other day, speaking of this. Um, I did say that once I got back from uh from um from Europe, I was going to hit up that dude that gave us the uh the recommendations and and uh-huh. hang out with him, and I still haven't sa- I still haven't said anything to him. I don't know what's wrong. Hit him with up. <laughs> hit him I don't up. know what's wrong. Why with not? Me. Hit him up. I, I, just in my head I'm like he just want to talk like he just want to talk to me. Why, why uh what have we, anyway, this is nothing to do with what we're talking about. My last one Mm-hmm. And this is the most different out of all of them I would say was Tanzania. And I would say Interesting. that Interesting. <clears throat> okay. The mu- the way that the music was introduced to us was completely different like it was it was it was like it was a very community-based thing in the sense that like um whenever we and obviously we were guests uh, and so like I think that's like that's why it was happening as much as it was but mm-hmm. each each um village and there are plenty of them have uh, has their own sort of like different dance, and they also have their own uh, different uh, different songs and stuff. And uh, they at least for when guests are there, they are happy to perform them. And there was uh and there a there was a, just a lot of music being performed awesome. while we were there. It was really cool, and um and that was that was definitely a a standout part of of the of that trip it was just all the all the different music that we heard. That's awesome. And so those are my, those are my, those are Jared's top
0: scenes. Okay. All right. I got a couple top scenes in there. I want to talk about my bucket list of places that I haven't been to, but I really want to check out. So, uh, number one, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly about Vienna, but the thing I like about Vienna is Vienna has a little taste of everything. Of course, it's known for being, you know, the really the epicenter of classical music in Europe. You know, mm-hmm. you have all these really, really renowned and you know uh, prominent composers: Mozart, Beethoven, Schubert, Haydn, Strauss. Uh, what? Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, Strauss, the father and the son, uh, Johann Strauss. Um, not uh, Richard Strauss. He was German. Um, let's see. I mean, there, there were Jared and I even took a class um, called mm-hmm. Music in Vienna, and honestly, that could have been like a like a two year long class easily. You could oh, yeah. easily stretch that out way longer. Um, yeah. But the cool I'm, thing about Vienna is there's a lot of bars and other places where they support other types of live music. I, I forget the name of the place now, but I went and I saw actually two guitar players. And mm-hmm. it was all instrumental, just two electric guitars. And it was awesome. They were doing some really interesting stuff with sound effects. They were like hitting the top of the guitar to do like drums and get like a beat going. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting stuff harmonically um, in terms of the chords and different things they were playing together. So it was great. Um so Vienna is I think one of my favorite places. Another one that should come no surprise to you Jared and to our listeners as well I think is Prague. Prague yes. has an amazing jazz scene. I to be honest, the next time you come to Europe, I think we need to spend 4 or 5 days in Prague or or find a way to spend a couple days there so we can check out the music scene and dive a little bit more deeply into it. And the other thing I like I would about love the that. music, right? And the other thing I love about the music scene in the Czech Republic is yes, there's a big jazz scene and there's a lot of international people and plenty of expats and also some really talented Americans, uh, Steve Walsh and Joanna Jenkins, just to mention two of them. There are plenty Mm -hmm. more. Um, But also there's a really big country and bluegrass scene all over the Czech Republic, which I think is pretty cool. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, some of you have been hearing my butchered Czech and my untranslatables and you might think, well, Chad... How how do you do Czech and Bluegrass together? And I have to say it sounds great. I really like it. I wish I knew more of what they were actually saying, <laughs> but it sounds really good. Um, yeah. so so Prague is another great place, I would say. I, then, I was and- I was googling uh
1: like you know the best music scenes around around the world. Mm-hmm. And Prague is
0: a consistent, consistency consistently on that list. Oh definitely. No matter where I looked, they were always on that right. list. And then another very clear and obvious one as well in Europe is going to be Berlin, especially if you're into more techno, Mm -hmm. EDM style. It's not quite my cup of tea, but I know... That's why I didn't add it to my list. Right. But I know a lot of people love it, and Berlin seems to be the place to be in the world for that. Um, So, yeah. Now, however, I think depending on the style of music you enjoy, there are so so many different music scenes, which leads me to my bucket list of places. So... Okay. First, we'll start with the states because I think that's a little easier. So, mm-hmm. number one, Nashville and Memphis, Tennessee. Those are cities, I, but yeah, yeah. And I and I <laughs> really want to go to both of those cities. I've heard, I've been told from some friend of mine, uh, friends of mine. Shout out to my buddy Parker um, that uh, Memphis is more of a blues city, and Nashville is more of a country city, which I think makes sense. You know, a lot of the big country hits came out of Nashville. Whereas you had Sun Records, which I believe was in Memphis, and a lot of blues artists came out of Memphis. So those are two cities that I would love to check out in terms of music. You have definitely piqued my curiosity and interest in Philadelphia. (laughs) Um, And then the last one that I really want to check out is also Austin, Texas. I've heard Austin, Mm -hmm. Texas from people who've lived there or traveled there. There's live music all the time. Um, all sorts of different type of types of music. And my inspiration, the reason why I started playing guitar uh, was because of a guy named Stevie Ray Vaughan, and uh, he played, and i almost positive he's from Austin, Texas. So, um, so there you go. Those are my three American bucket list places for places to go regarding music. The other music scenes I would love to check out, I would love to um, check out um, more Brazilian music like samba, um, mm-hmm. and check that out. To be honest with you, I'm not sure which cities would be the best for that, but after I talking to I have a s- recommendation for you.
1: Oh, let's hear it. According to some of these websites I've looked at, Sao Paulo seems like a good place to go. Okay, okay. The bulk of Sao Paulo's live venues can be found in the Via Madalena district. Uh, Mara- okay. Mara- it's not Madalena. It would be Madalena.
0: It's not Spanish, so it probably would be Madalena.
1: Okay. The hub uh, for the South American metropolis is nightlife while brazilian music like samba is the most popular and definitely worth checking out There are also bands playing pop rock blah, 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 blah. so yeah so okay. São paulo
0: another one too because i did briefly learn how to salsa dance so i would love to check out salsa dancing in buenos Aires, argentina <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think that you'd would have be great
1: to, you probably have to step up your dance uh,
0: your your take some practice well to brazil as obviously. well obviously well, sure, of course. <laughs> but hey, there's no better way to learn than to learn in the place. I learned how to waltz at a ball in Vienna, and I was with my date, and she just said, all right, we're going to go waltz. And I was like, oh, all right. I have I mean, to say, though, Jared, go ahead. I didn't step on her feet, so I was happy. Good. That's good. I'm going to th- say, I'm going to guess that
1: it's, it's a little bit more difficult to keep up in some of these samba or salsa places rather than doing one, two. Three,
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. But I think if you if you understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think if you understand basic rhythm, um, eventually I think you can learn it. And you know, what? Yeah. even if you can't, I still think you can have fun. And it's uh, yeah, and it's it's and you don't. Know,
1: it's also it's not about the the, the robotics of the one, the the counting. It's about feeling the music, oh, being definitely. one with the music. Definitely. Let the music
0: guide you. Exactly. You don't guide 100%. it. 100%. Exactly. So we mentioned know, at, dance, the, <laughs> at the top of the... I, I bet you you could dance. I feel like if, I, if if we got a couple beers in, here, we could get you out on the dance yeah, floor. Most of it's it.
1: probably just conf- lack of
0: confidence. That's right. true. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. So we also mentioned at the top of the show that we were going to talk about pop music. And so uh, I found this really amazing music map that I sent Jared's way. Call and it's from pudding.cool. Uh, and it is crazy to look at this map. Jared mentioned it, it looks kind of overwhelming, mm-hmm. which I definitely agree. But, uh, and granted, this was popular music in December 17. Um, yeah, so well, let me it's start ben by Awar. saying, yeah, uh,
1: one, I'm shocked and almost re- uh, one, I'm shocked by how much of this I don't know, okay, uh, and two. I'm relieved by how much of this I don't know because I've listened to some of these songs and I'm like, this is... By the way, Gucci Gang makes me want to punch someone in the face. Right. That song That's is fair. so annoying. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what, what, what stood out to you about, about this map? I mean, the, the song Havana is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah, um, I don't think I recognize that song.
0: I don't Havana, know that Havana, oh, Unana. That song Half did come on... Is... That song.
1: That song came up during um, karaoke in Berlin, and I, and I was just looking around, and I was just looking around, and I'm like, I've never heard this before.
0: <laughs> That's my jam, dude. I love that song. I That's literally never song. heard
1: that song before in my life.
0: But yeah, so that song, actually, it was popular in Saskatchewan, Canada, um, mm-hmm. uh, Florida, let's see where else. I mean, all over the place. Um, let's see here.
1: Montana, interestingly enough. Right. uh boise idaho
0: united uh, kingdom Oregon. normandy france shout out to the homies in alaska bump in havana right and spain so yeah havana was a big one then in south america the big one is called criminal
1: uh yeah i noticed that i've never heard that song mm-hmm. either did Me you either. notice by the way the song in mm-hmm. Czech republic are you familiar with that
0: I'm not, no.
1: Zustan, can I try to say it?
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: I don't know how to, never mind. I don't know how to do that N. Try it, just try it. Okay. doesn't matter. Zustan, Zustan to
0: say Minio. That yeah. That's terrible. Z- Zustan, no, that was pretty good. Zustan, I can't really say that N either. It's like a, like, there's a city near me called Kadan. And that has that end, Kadany. I, I, uh, I don't oh, really It's like, it's like
1: a subtle one of those little Enya things. Sorry, I, I, bit, I, should, yeah. I shouldn't be playing this,
0: but I just um, gotta. I just
1: gotta get a taste of this.
0: Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, Sustan. Uh, yeah, and what's interesting though, too, Jared, is the song looks like dope. it came
1: out in the '60s.
0: Like, by, based off the music video. You Sorry, think so? I think no, it I sounds like kind of like a movie soundtrack something. But, it does, actually. But the, the right. interesting thing is there are certain countries, actually, where um, you get, like, it seems like people are much more into music in their native language. And then other countries where it's, it's most of it is English, right? Like Germany, they have a German song. I know. Was du Liebe nenst? Whereas a lot of other places have, like, Ed Sheeran, Perfect, was a big one. Um, but then when you, yeah, when you went to France, there's Mwaka moon, which is French. Um, Spain is mostly. Sp- yep. Yeah. Spain is mostly Spanish. Um, uh, let's see here. Af- Africa, Africa has a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Um, they have some French, some Spanish. Despacito was really big in uh, Mauritania. Um, then you have in Togo, a uh, French. <laughs> Do you uh, see, yeah? Do you see what's big in, uh, <laughs> it's big in Tanzania? What?
1: I think it's it's Waka. Dude, I don't know what this is, but I got to figure it out. Is oh, this?
0: Shit. Oh, this is good. I'm oh, listening it's Rick Ross. to it. Interesting. Rick Ross. Okay. Interesting. Did you can hear that? Yeah. I, no, I was listening to it on my computer. Uh, oh, oh, um, oh, But yeah. Yeah, so it's really fascinating, though. Um, You know, this. This whole map, just to take a look at. Um, and if, if you wouldn't mind popping this on our Twitter so our, our followers can see this. Sure. This is just such a cool map. I, I'm wondering if they'll update it, because it would be really cool to see how it changes over the years. And see see if, you know, in places like Russia, it's all Russian music, it looks like. Mm. Um, in Kazakhstan, Gang, Gangnam Style was the big one, I guess, in 2017. In
1: 2017. 2017 wasn't that big and wasn't that
0: like a 2013 that that came out i have no idea like what's fascinating about australia is havana is in south australia but then all the other places it's perfect by ed Sheeran. so i have to say um ed sheeran and uh, i believe her name is uh Cam- camilla they were killing it that yeah. year, twenty seventeen. Around the world, killing uh, yeah. it. Yeah. I mean I think
1: Ed Sheeran is still killing it. I don't I don't really know what either yeah. of these people are doing. I don't listen to any of this, bro. Right. Like uh not not to sound like a hipster, but <laughs> You I kind don't of do, but that's okay. Do any of this. <laughs> right. And I'm still mad about that Gucci
0: gang song. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't blame you. I don't um, blame you.
1: Yeah, this is a this is an interesting map. Yeah, I would like to see like it would be cool if you could do like compare year to year, so Mm -hmm. like you know click twenty fifteen and then twenty sixteen. But I feel like it takes a lot of work to put this together.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, So so Jared, I also want to mention some popular genres in some different places. So what what genre? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you a little bit because I've been too easy on you this episode. So it's time to quiz you. Really, really. So. What genre do you think is really popular in Peru? Uh, Just toss a genre out there.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> I uh, punk. Ooh, hit that ham
0: horn. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so geez. what's interesting? What's okay. interesting is there's That's a right. there's a ba- there's a Peruvian band called um, Los Psychos, the the Psychos, I think. I could uh, would many, I never guess. And, and, and so this was actually in the in the 60s when they came out and they had a single called Demolition. And there's even a plaque in Lima, Peru, declaring the global punk movement began there. So back in the 60s, mm. punk wasn't really a thing. But but Los Psychos, their style is very brash, rebellious, rebellious. And so um, I think that's pretty interesting um, and the band has now kind of become popular again and has even um, come back together to perform for new audiences across the globe. So Love I think Psychos. that's pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Look, I exactly. want that to be a future song of the pod. I want to hear some of this yeah, low we can Psychos. check it out. We can check have it you it heard out. them before? I have not. Um, and a lot of this info is new to me as well. Granted, this is coming from the Huffington Post. Um, no ethnomusicologist, so take that with a grain of salt. All right, so what about Korea? Obviously, Korea is very known for K-pop, but... Uh, there's another popular genre in Korea. What do you think that might be? Hip-hop. Wow, two for two. That's
1: right. Good work. Good work. Hey, are you uh, done with that pudding, uh, that pudding uh, website? Yeah. Can you close it? I closed it. Oh, you did? Damn. I closed it. I was it. wondering. I thought I'm maybe closed. that was the problem. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I have no idea. I thought maybe that was the problem because that website is uh, intense. Uh, I it don't was. know how I'm getting these. All right, so I'm just guessing.
0: (laughs) So now for South Africa, I'm not going to ask you about the genre because South Africa seems like it really spans a lot of genres. But have you heard of the band Ladysmith Black Mombazo? Yeah. They are huge in South Africa. Yeah. Um, Absolutely huge. I don't know much Uh, about
1: them, but I've definitely heard that name.
0: And it'll also be something we should feature.
1: What's it called again? Lady what?
0: Lady Smith, Lady Black, right.
1: Mombazo. Mombazo.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Can, can so I, yeah, get, so they're damn. So they're fantastic. Yeah, oh, like a yeah. like hundred yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's like acapella. Um. But yeah. Um. All right, and then, so there's also, uh, or at least there used to be a pretty big uh, rock and hippie scene in Chile in the '60s, which I think is interesting. Um, Brazil's obviously known for samba style music, mm-hmm. um, and also like Brazilian style jazz music, like, um, Astrid uh, Gilberto, which we've had on the, on, on the, as a song on, on the pod as well. So yeah, it's really amazing to see all the different genres of music. And I also love it when countries will take, you know, American quote unquote American genres like hip hop and rap or country or blues and make it into their own. It's always interesting to see how they do that because yeah, it's always slightly different, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've noticed that over. We've played hip hop from all over the, from many different countries, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's not that it's like so, some so you have to adjust your the the sort of the cadences not only of hip hop but of your language to to hip hop, mm-hmm. right? And, and 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 sometimes you know also the words. Like, for example, Italian seems, seems like a... Like, I, I enjoy probably the Italian flow more than the, I don't know, Icelandic, just because it's right. like a... It's a like different you, you flow. like you got to fit these giant words. <laughs> right. Oh, for Into sure. And it, it, it's just, you can, like, it's... It, not that it's clunkier, because it's not that. It's just, right. it is cool how, just to different. see how the,
0: the, how the language, the tone of the language influences the tone of the music. Right. And I have to say, I think Czech lends itself really well... To reggae music and ska music, uh, we <laughs> had a song on the pod a long time ago. I remember from that from Mister Coco Man, mm-hmm. and that was I, I love the way it sounds. Also, um, I think German music is also not too bad with reggae. Like if you check out mm-hmm. the band Seed, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I also don't mind some German rap; is pretty mm-hmm. good. I only think it's a little laughable when they try to be gangster because I'm like, look, you're growing up in <laughs> Germany, like you have no idea what some of these like true OG American gangster rappers had to go through. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean they're know.
1: definitely yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're definitely
0: like putting on right. a on a show. Right. And I'm not saying that 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 their lives are easy just because they were born in Germany. I'm not saying I that, know. but I mean <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it's, it's different struggles and to me it just doesn't come off very authentic when german rappers try to be gangster well that's know? because
1: they are trying to adopt an american genre so they're also trying to sort of uh, like like the, the it's they're adopting the american persona as well almost right
0: yeah but i don't think you have to be gangster to be a good rapper i don't no, think they're mutually uh, no. exclusive i don't listen to much rap that i would consider you know gangster style rap Right. Well, I think it's not as popular anymore as it used to be. No, no. It's no. really not. Um, it's changed. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, well, Jared, speaking of music, should we move on to our Song of the Pod? Yes, we should.
1: From a country that you uh, mentioned was on your bucket list.
0: Yes. And so this is a gentleman named, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher his last name, Chico Buarque, I believe. Oh, that sounds um, seemed pretty good to me. We'll, we'll see. I'll ask my Brazilian friend. Uh, she okay. listens to this, so I'm sure I will hear about it. Uh, <laughs> and also, shout out to my Brazilian friend, Andrea. One, you're an amazing person. And two, she always sends me great music. So uh, this oh, yeah. is directly from her. Um, and so she sent me this a while back. And I had been meaning to mention it to you as a Song of the Pod suggestion. And then when we talked about music scene and popular music, and I remember her telling me, I said, what genre would you call this? And she told me this is considered Brazilian popular music, which Hmm. sounds completely different than American pop music. American pop music usually consists of four chords, some cheesy hook, (laughs) and that's about it. Uh, It's like a formula. I I have a quiz for you. Okay.
1: In this song and in a lot of uh, South American music, there is a specific sound Uh that I guess I'm going to have to try to recreate it with my mouth. Uh, yes. There's a specific sound that comes from a very specific instrument, and I want—I know what this instrument is, but I want you to tell me what this instrument is. I want okay. to see if you know it. Okay. The sound is—it's always kind of slightly in the background. Uh, yeah. Look okay. at your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: For this. I am. I'm too excited. Let's hear this. Let's hear this.
1: I just can't get over your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so for all of our listeners out there check out our YouTube channel to see uh, me uh, dying of excitement over the, here the to hear cheesing cheesing grin on his face That's right. um,
1: so it's an instrument and it, it's always sort of in the background and it has this sound <laughs> 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 like like, it, it's yes. like it's like it's <laughs> like yes <laughs> Do you know what that is one more time,
0: what it? No no, 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 no! Why are you doing <laughs> to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I but don't, it's all I softer. Have... That's like. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. You should hey, if, if our, <laughs> our podcasting career doesn't pan out, you could uh you know, there's was that dude do saxophone <laughs> yeah. and, and, and trumpet.
1: You could just do <laughs> and go on the road with him. Do you right. looking for a mouth cuica? Oh I just <laughs> ruined it. Is that That's really the what it's called? It. It's called the cuica. Yeah. It's cuica. called a cuica. And do you know what a cuica is? N- no. A cuica looks like a drum and really? uh, it looks okay. like a small, like say the size of say you got like a Good size thing of ice cream. It it looks like that size. Like a tub. A tub, yeah, but a drum. But it. Okay. Um, and and sticking out the bottom of the drum is is a a small stick. Yeah, almost like a straw. And you get you moisten a specific towel. And you essentially uh-huh. jerk off this stick. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, that's so much better than mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I think it helps. It helps if you do the do the stick thing. <laughs> also, <laughs> you're probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. You're also probably listening to it right now, aren't you? I'm not.
1: Oh, okay, that's I, even more impressive I'm trying to listening to it. Yeah. I assumed you were listening. <laughs> I can't get over this. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> that was very good. I knew immediately what you were talking about, by the way, when you were like, yeah, I'll make the sound for this instrument, for the quika," which is a perfect name for it. I mean, that's yeah. perfect. I remember my in elementary school,
1: my uh, music teacher had one. And I got to oh, play sweet. a quica when I was in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you do it so much that's, better than I do. You just got it. You just got it. Why did you do that? i so hilarious. You, you do gotta exactly commit to it. Was, Jared. <laughs> you do exactly what I was talking about. Yep. You could do it better than me, and you still made me suffer through that. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. <laughs>
0: Trying to be a good co-host, you Jared. Well, there's
1: a fun uh, new word for everyone out there that's called a, a quica. quica.
0: Where, do you know where it originated from? Is it Brazil? Uh, I, I don't know, actually. I'll, I can tell you. Also, uh, future pod episode, musical instruments around the world. That yes, would be really fascinating. that's a great
1: idea. Yeah, uh, that would be fun. Yeah, it's Brazilian. With
0: you doing the impressions of all the instruments, oh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. You will never hear this episode. <laughs> I, think, I think they actually use a cuica on the song Watermelon Man by Herbie Hancock. Oh no! I th- never mind. I think that's organ, but it kind of sounds similar. It has that. I've heard. Step. I've
1: definitely heard some Sergio
0: Mendez songs with a quica. Oh, it. for sure, for sure. You know what's funny? Well, actually, I won't even mention it. Uh, we'll wait till our uh, international musical instruments episode um, I to could, talk about this. I could probably play a quica on here. I, I didn't even have to do
1: any of that. Now that I think about it, but it's too let's, late. Let's you guys hear all got to. Uh, well, I, that's I have to find fun. it, because now that we put this on YouTube, find us on YouTube. I can't play YouTube videos. Oh, that's uh, fair. That's but fair. But I found it. Well, I found it.
0: Any, anyways, you know, let's... Uh, I think you and I did a good enough impersonation of it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's Okay, was. that was pretty good. Um, it is funny to watch. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And this song, back to our song of the pod, uh, we went on <laughs> oh, yeah. quite the tangent there, uh, <laughs> yeah, by cool uh, uh, Chico Burake... Um, there is definitely some cuica in there. Uh, Mm Um, and then, uh, the title of the song, uh, I think that's voce. I'm not sure. Is na voce? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. My, my Brazilian Portuguese is not very good as you all can tell, but the English translation, I believe is in spite of you, Mm. in spite of you. And so I'll, I'll read just, I'll read, I'll read the hook for you, Jared. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Um, in spite of you, tomorrow will be another day. I will even pay to see the garden blossom—the one you didn't want. You will suffer when you see the sun shining without asking for permission. I will die of laughter. This day will arrive before you can even think about it. Damn. So I think Tell this us song. Tell how you really feel. R- right. I, well, I think this song probably has something to do with either the political um oppression or something going on in brazil i should have asked my friend andrea about this um next episode um i'll ask her and see if she can give me some more insight on it but it's a fantastic song um love the music love the cuica what are your thoughts on it though jared i like it uh i
1: i, I mean i i love the uh i portuguese is another great singing s- singing language brazilian so it, portuguese do i have to specify I would say so. They sound completely different. Well, so do. But do do Brazilians say Brazilian Portuguese when they t- say Portuguese?
0: I'm not sure. Maybe. Once again, another question for Andrea.
1: Andrea, the Brazilian. Be ready for lots of questions. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian Portuguese sounds very nice, um, and it's surprising to hear that this is pop music that you, um, especially once you re- read some of the, uh, or that you, if there, if it is talking about like uh, what you thought it was talking about, that is surprising to hear. Like, such a powerful sort of topic just uh, Mm -hmm. over the radio. Um, But, yeah, I like it very much. I like it. It's very
0: soft. You know, he has a very soft voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it's great. And I love the rhythm, the drums going on. I mean, it's hard to – I have a challenge for all of our listeners out there. Check out our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Mm -hmm. Podcast, or check out our Twitter, Untranslatable One. When this episode drops and listen to the song – I guarantee you, you cannot listen to this without bobbing your head or dancing a little bit. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's not possible. Yes, I agree with that. And that's why I think it's really cool that this is considered popular music. Because, I mean, yeah, okay, pop music in America, you can definitely dance to, but it's a whole different type of rhythm. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, Without a doubt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I think you could definitely dance to this, but I think there's probably also... Uh, dancing is more of a central part of the music there as
0: well i think so i think a lot yeah, more of the brazilian music
1: will will be conducive to dancing
0: right and the other thing i love about this song and a lot of brazilian pop music is there's always really funky chords going on either with the guitar with the mm-hmm. keyboards whatever um i lo- there's a lot of like you know interesting like seventh chords and and other other types of chords that give it this kind of funky jazzy sound and it spruces it up for your ear a little bit. Most American pop songs, and I would even argue a lot of like Western, in general, pop songs, also from Europe. If you if you can play about four or five chords, you could probably p- play about a hundred pop songs, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you can't get away with that with Brazilian popular music, I don't think.
1: Okay, that's uh that's yeah, that's interesting. That that makes sense. It does seem like it it, it has a little bit more complexity to it. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely. So check that out on our or probably a lot Twitter, complexity. Uh, Untranslatable one, or on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. We will have that up for you when this episode drops. Mm-hmm. So, Jared, last week I uh, gave you, uh, I gave you a check word. This week we're g- we're going to go back to the old method and let's see what you remember. Okay. Got to uh, flex for Pavlina a little bit since she <laughs> since she uh, praised Are you last time. <laughs>
1: Dobry uh, den is a good day. And your you accent's say, getting better. Very oh, good. thanks, man. Or you could say ahoy, which is, you know, yo. <laughs> sup? Uh, yes, <yeah, laughs> sup. <laughs> you got to do the neck back. <laughs> For sure. Sup. Uh, Dobri vecher is good night. or good Dobro Yeah, excuse me. Good evening. Good evening, because uh-huh. dobro not is good night. Very good. Uh,
0: Oh yeah, Heski <laughs> kluk.
1: Uh, that means good boy, Heski kluk. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Or the one you said last week was Hesky mluvit. Heski mluvit. That's Heshky, really what Heshky, I should say to you. Hesky, Hesky, uh-huh. Hesky mluvit, mm-hmm. which means good speak. Uh huh. Uh, pivo obviously, Nastravi You know the standards. Pivo is beer, nas is cheers. Uh huh. Um, I remember yestin, jedno.
0: Oh, good job. Parada.
1: Uh, good job. <laughs> Uh, let's see. You know, it is hard to like think on the fly of the words. Do you remember, remember how to ask to pay? Uh, oh, yes. Both of them. Zaplatime plosim? Yeah. Wow. Or uchet
0: plosim if you're a tourist. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I think you're a quicker Czech learner than I am. The boy. I've been living here for seven months.
1: Yeah, but I can't put together sentences.
0: I can't really either. I can put together some <laughs> real basic ones. That's about it.
1: It's uh, It seems like it would be impossible for me to be better than you because everything I'm learning is coming from you. That's true.
0: But you're a quick learner. Let me give you that. You're a quick okay. learner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And it, honestly, it does help that I edit this podcast because I still do. Right. Like, I thought that maybe once I got back, I wouldn't do that, but I still do go right. back and, right. as I'm editing, spend way too much time in the check word of the pod section.
0: <laughs> for sure. I have to say, Jared, you are the most well-deserving hesky kluk I can think of. Ooh, That's hesky for sure. kluk. Thank you. So, Jared, I have one check word of the pod. This one's going to be pretty easy, I think, for you as an English speaker, believe it or not. Mm. But the word, it's two words today. Popularni musica. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got it. I think I got it. Uh, popular music, final answer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very good. Well, Jared, I always love doing these music episodes because I have music jokes on deck for days. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You've just so, been collecting these since you're 12. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Actually, when I was studying music, uh, you know, when my fingers were getting a little tired from practicing, i just uh, write down and find music jokes. Not really, but that's okay. <laughs> so here we go. What is Beethoven's favorite fruit? uh what's that
1: banana oh my god (laughs) isn't that from uh no it's not I was gonna say that sounds like something that came from Despicable Me that's true
0: that's true um who knows maybe if they make a new movie they'll have to toss the untranslatable (laughs) podcast uh No, they definitely will. Our lawyers will be in contact if we see them doing a Minions version of that. Oh, for (laughs) sure. So, Jared, why did the... I picked this one specifically for you as a pianist. Mm. Why did the pianist keep banging his head against the keys? Mm,
1: Because he has small hands.
0: Not bad, but no, (laughs) because he was playing by ear. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which how I, I feel when I try to play by ear. Right. I, I want to bang my head against right. the keyboard. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like I should have altered that one to why I did the jazz pianist? Because I feel like most classical pianists don't play by ear. Hopefully I didn't just uh, go have an angry mob of classical pianists uh, on all of our social <laughs> media feeds. Hit of Shipstrom.
1: See what he has to say about that. That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> all right. And my last one, um, we'll, see, we'll see about your music theory here, Jared. Uh, why uh, didn't Why didn't the barman serve middle C, E flat, and G? Um,
1: middle C, E flat, E flat, E flat, and G. Well, that's a minor chord. I know that. <laughs> yeah, good. You getting warmer. It's a C minor chord. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Uh, I don't know. Oh man! Once I say the punchline, you're gonna be like, "This it was too oh, of easy." Of course, of course. So, no, I think you got it. So yeah. So why did the barman not serve middle C, E flat, and G? He said, "Sorry, we don't serve minors." Uh, my head was trying to think
1: of. Uh, that's obvious, of course. My head was trying to think of like they had over, they were overserved or something. Like they were already drunk. Uh-huh. I, my head was just going see, to the wrong I see, I see.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. But this is why we have you to finish the jokes off for that's, us. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, Jared, it's time for us to uh, give a quote of the pod. And I just mm-hmm. have to say, I think that music is really what not only brings people together, but also shapes culture and can shape our appreciation for different cultures and different languages.
1: Oh, yeah. I like that. I think uh, I, I, you know, all the cities I, I named before, um, I, when I think of them, I, I de- like the, the all those musical scenes I talked about are, are one of the, are definitely stand out to me. I was like,
0: well, you know, New Orleans wouldn't be New Orleans without, you know, this or that or whatever. Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So let us know some of your favorite music scenes. Uh, you Where's can you all uh, hit us up on uh, Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast on Twitter, Untranslatable One. Or shoot us an email, some cities you would suggest for some good and various genres of music. Um, We always love going to different places and checking out the music scene there. And you can reach us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, as Jared mentioned, send us any topic ideas you would like to hear from us. Uh, If you'd like to hear our expertise about various things. Expertise. uh, That's for sure. (laughs) And uh, we really appreciate all of your support to our listeners all around the world. We think it's so amazing and humbling that we have listeners coming at us from, I think it's over 10 different countries now. love. Which is absolutely fantastic. Let us know some untranslatables in your language. We would love to hear them and attempt to say them on our slow and tedious journey to becoming polyglots. So we would really appreciate it. And once again, thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to us, and we are looking forward to bringing you some fantastic new episodes in the near future. So keep your eye out for those. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame.